Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the opportunity to be present again today, to hear from you, to speak to us, to your people. Bless all the hearers, O Lord our God. May a countenance shine upon them. May you open their hearts to receive the word. For those who are your children, Lord, that they will stand up for your son, Jesus. And for those who have not known him, that they will come in and accept him as Lord and Savior. That they may become inheritors of eternal life. We give you all the praise and honor. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Sorry. Our instrumental is taken today from Abrakadet Brassi from YouTube. May the Lord continue to bless him and his family. We continue with our series, Stand Up for Jesus. The outline. Let my people go was our first in this series. After that, we spoke on freeing yourself from bondage. Last Sunday, we spoke on putting the flesh to death. Today, we're going to tell children of God, those who are believed, to stop laboring in vain. And next Sunday, we'll be asking a question. If there's anything too hard for God to do in your life or my life, then it will be stop the slumber the upper week and then week seven you're a watchman or a watchwoman if you're a child of God and of course we go we can stand up for Jesus like the early church did and then denominational traditions often oppose the gospel of Christ we be week nine and week ten by God's grace we speak on absolute faith in God is the only way forward for any child of God Today's topic, stop laboring in vain. Praise the Lord. The outline. They went fishing without Jesus. It's all on the screen. You have been laboring in vain because you have not been obedient to this most important charge. We're going to find out what that is. And of course, those who are obedient children of God do not labor in vain. So if you labor in vain, you need to examine your life. Then the question will be to yourself to examine whether you are really in faith. When last did you hear from your Lord and Savior? And of course, we go to the song, Lord Most High. Praise the Lord. Number one, they went fishing without Jesus. Scripture, please. I read from John chapter 21, verses 3 to 6. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. Well, come to, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, Fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, Throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. 
Praise the Lord for his word. This is John chapter 21, verses 3 to 6. But the verse 2 said, Simon Peter, Thomas called a twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, that with John and James, and two others of his disciples went together in the incident we just read or heard, where they walked all night. They went to fish. You remember, they used to be fishermen. But they labored in vain. They walked all night. No fish. They labored in vain. At this time, remember, the Lord Jesus Christ had risen up. But the Holy Spirit is not yet given. So, they needed his physical presence for anything to happen. Again, they could have stayed home and been praying and reciting the things that they already know. But they got bored. Often many of us get bored and we start getting into things we shouldn't do, even though they're legitimate from our own eyes. But then we never invent. Just like happened here. And then Jesus came. This time physically. But for you and I, as we're going to see, he has to come in the spirit. Indwelling us. And he told him in verse 6, throw your net on the right hand side of the boat. And you get some. Only the Lord knows where the fishes are. And they're holding so much they couldn't even carry so in a moment with Jesus in the house, they caught more fish than they could carry. Yeah, they labored all night. They labored in vain. Praise the Lord. With Jesus, their labor paid off. But absent Jesus, their labors were in vain. That's going to be the metaphor for any child of God as we go forward, as we speak. Because from that moment, they learned an important lesson. They must never labor, except the Lord is leading or guiding them. I hope we take this as we continue in this broadcast. In two, you have been laboring in vain because you have not been obedient to this most important charge. If you are not laboring in vain, it's because we are disobedient. And we're going to see what you and I are not doing. Why we are laboring in vain, if we are laboring in vain. But if you are walking in with the Lord and going with the Lord, then you know you don't labor in vain, no matter the situation or circumstance. Now, you're a follower of Christ. You say, you pray and read the Bible. But you're discontented. Have you asked yourself why you're discontented? Because despite all your labors, you go and do good work. Maybe you're a doctor, even in the hospital, a nurse. Maybe you're an engineer working on something. Maybe you're doing something for good for the humanity, a teacher in the classroom. Whatever you're doing, but somehow you've lost the joy of your salvation. In your life, you see your life as going past. In a few words, you have been laboring in vain for a long time. That's the point. You are, you are discontented. What if you are discontented hearing me this morning and you're a child of God, you have been laboring in vain. That's why you are discontented. Because if you are truly laboring for the Lord and His vineyard, you can never be discontented because He's there with you. Praise the Lord. 
So that could be a reason why God has not blessed your labors. Yes, you may be getting it, but somehow you can't even save the money you make. You can't even look after your family. Could it be that the Lord isn't with you because you have been disobedient? That's the point of the matter. You need to, to examine as we continue with this broadcast. Because there is a charge Christ gave to his followers. If we are not obediently following in that charge, he cannot be with us. The one thing that preoccupies Father God, Son, Holy Spirit, the Godhead is your salvation, your faithfulness, and you are reaching out to the world. That's the most important thing you and I can do. For which he sent his son to die. So don't tell me you're a believer. And you are not following this charge. And you say your labor will be rewarded. No, your labor will not be rewarded. Because though you may be getting things. But you are still not contented. Praise the Lord. Scripture please. Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Praise the Lord for his word. That's the charge to you and I. That's our primary duty. Anyone who says he or she is a follower of Christ, you are called to preach the gospel of Christ to everyone in the world. That means to your own environment, to those in your household, to your friends, to those who hate you. It doesn't matter. You do not pick and choose who you preach or teach the gospel. Preach the gospel. And those who believe, disciple them. That means teach those who believe the scriptures. You will teach them, not just in words, but by your actions, to show that you are practicing what you are teaching or professing. It's not just say, it's do. So, if you are not following in this concept, you've known the Lord 10, 5, 20 years, and you are not preaching the gospel very aggressively, the same way you did when you repented, your labor is, uh, you're having problems. Remember that his promise in verse 20. He is going to be with those who obedient to his command. So, lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. That means to those who are following in his charge. If you are following the lost charge, says nothing can by any means touch or hurt you because he is there with you. In the spirit, he is there indwelling you. The Holy Spirit is there. Father God is indwelling you. So excuse me please, excuse myself too. What excuse do you and I have for not preaching the gospel of Christ? For not standing up for Jesus? When we don't stand up, then when we run into trouble, we start crying, Lord, where are you? Help us. But you don't have to cry, Lord, help us, because if you are really faithfully following in his steps, doing the work he has called you and I to do, you don't need to say, Lord, where are you? Because you know where he is. And you tell him, Daddy, there's an issue here. And you tell your son, don't bother, daughter, don't bother. I'm there. 
Praise the Lord. And so we go to the next item. The obedient people do not labor in vain. Item three. Those who are obedient do not labor in vain. Scripture, please. Psalm 23, verses 1 to 4. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Praise the Lord for his word. If you are an obedient follower of Christ, then you are following the good shepherd. So you cannot fish where there is no fish. You will not farm where the yield will be poor. Because he's going to lead you and say, no, not this one. Go this way. Follow this person. Don't follow this person. Hear this teaching. Don't hear this teaching. As you study the scripture, the Holy Spirit continues to guide you and tell you, you know, these are the things you ought to do or not do. As you pray in the Spirit and also pray in understanding, as you come up from your prayers, you have an assurance that God is with you and He say, go forth my son, go forth my daughter. So it is impossible for obedient to labor in vain if they act, because if you're obedient, that means you are faithful. Remember, I'm talking about those who are following the Lord. I'm not talking about churchgoers. God is a good shepherd. And obedient followers of the good shepherd can never labor in vain. And they don't lack. Because even what you might say is lack, they are happy, they are contented. If you are not lacking, if you are contented, even if you are supposed to eat, you didn't eat, but you don't have lack, then you are, that's it, you are still, why do they have no lack? Because God is present in their lives. When God is present in any life, you can never lack. Because even in your poverty, you are rich. And even in your richness, you are poor. In all things, because God is enabling you, whether in riches or in poverty, to do what? To be in fellowship with him. And you are contented. Say, godliness with contentment is great gain. So if you are really laboring in the vineyard of the Lord, by following the charge he gave to the apostles, to the disciples, and to you by implication, and to me by implication, there's no way you are going to lack because we never experience lack as people understand lack. Because God will give you contentment. Even in the midst of what some will cause suffering. Yes, oh, he's suffering so much. But the person is contented. Oh, he's seeking also, but he's contented. Because what? God is present in his or her life. That's why the psalm we read which I encourage you, if you can, to memorize it and then reflect on them word by word, continuing to the end of the other Psalm 23. God leads his obedient children to green pastures, to feed, and to see waters to drink. He'll never lead you astray. Because the souls of obedient followers of Christ are in God's hands. And he, God, directs their paths as they run the race to eternal life. So you can never miss your way. And if for a chance you do, you'll be prompted to go back to where you missed it and go the other way. 
Above all, God's obedient children don't live in fear. Even when they pass through the valleys of the shadow of death, when things are not going well at all, they are still not afraid. Because God is their comfort, no matter the situation. Whereas it looks adverse for those who have not known him. But for those who have known him, it's not adverse. God has the three Hebrew children. They are going to be thrown into the fire. It was not adverse to say, but also, trust, we will never worship you, O king. But some people were quaking. They put their true name in, even the fire, they perish in the fire. But they remained, and they couldn't care, even if they are going to die, it didn't matter to them because God's presence was in their lives. So having had all this, we are going to now ask the question, when last did you hear from your Lord and Savior? And to myself too, when last did I hear from my Lord and Savior? Now, when you repented, you could sense God's presence. You had joy just like a child. You went about telling everyone whom you met, oh, I'm born again, I'm born again. I'm a child of God. And people ask him, but what do you mean by that? What do you mean by born? You are so happy. You may not understand everything, but you are so happy. You're not reading the Bible, even if when you don't understand, you say carry it and read. And to have fellowship with other believers. You are willing to hear. Once it's about the Bible, about Jesus, about him who died for you and I, you are, you are so joyful. Then suddenly you lost God's presence. It may not have been sudden, but it started gradually disappearing. You're no longer here. You no longer sense Him in your life. Why? If you trace back, it's when you stop telling people about Jesus. Yes. Yes, you got tired. You say, well, don't hear. They don't. You stop telling people about Jesus. Did this tell you that us in that uh, Matthew chapter 28 that says, if you tell them they don't this and they are just stop telling. Stop. Stop. Because it's no longer important. No. He wants you and I to continue to tell it the day we meet him in eternity. You began to hide your identity, especially from unbelievers. You began to compromise, oh no, it doesn't matter, oh man, it doesn't matter, all churches are the same. Oh, it doesn't matter, religion, it doesn't matter. Well, so long as you are serving the same God, you started compromising. You began to love all the prosperity messages. Whenever you hear it about how to become rich, you say, wow, that's a great thing. And resent sound biblical teachings. It's boring. But those ones that come and wow you, you started loving them and whatever. When they throw a hand, people fall. Say, wow, that's, that's power. Power from the pits of hell. But you didn't know that. But suddenly you are there. You love all those things. And because you started loving those things and living the Lord Jesus Christ, went back doing those things that you refused to do at that time of your salvation. Because you have compromised. So all manner of sin now is no longer. You begin to rationalize sin and everything else. You started keeping company with those who disdained your professed word of life. In summary, when you stop being about the lost business, if you're hearing me, that's when you lost God's presence. That's when you became comfortable with the world. We're loving the things in the world. 
Because when you started keeping company with the world and stopped speaking about Jesus and stopped living the life of Christ, that Christ says, live this life for me now because I have your life in my hands. You, you, give, it, you give it to me. That's the day he left you. Because you denied him. You denied the one who gave his life for you. Who is at the right hand of the Father making intercession even this moment for you? That's all he does, crying each day for his children who are just going about, running around, being messed around by the enemy of their soul, loving the enemy of their soul. Because once you love sin, you love the enemy. So he had to leave. God does not force himself on anyone. Always remember that. He gave you a knife, free will. That free will means if we invite him, he stays. If we deny him, he goes. That's why you lost the joy of your salvation. That's why you can't hear from the Lord and Savior. You can, if you like, go and fast for 100 days. If you like, recite all the scriptures in this world. If you like, go to pay all the money you have to all your, 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 your self-proclaimed pastor or genovacia or denomination or church building called church. It doesn't matter because you have to go back to your first love, which is love Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Give back the life you took from, you gave it to him, then you took it from him, give it back to him and begin to preach the gospel and find out how many of those your so-called friends will remain. They will shun you like you never known before. They'll drop you like hot cake. Maybe you are a contractor somewhere, they'll stop giving you contracts. Maybe you are employed somewhere, they'll drop your employment. But the truth is you'll be laboring in vain. If you do make that decision today, then you're going to, the joy of the Lord will come back to you and then whatever you put your hand or heart to because it leads you, you have joy. That's the most important thing. You ain't going to take anything up there. So if you've been convicted that it is time to stop the wilderness journey, because that's what you're doing. If you now understand why you have been laboring in vain, at the hearing of this broadcast, I encourage you to repent before it is too late. Repent today. Go back to the Lord and Savior at the cross and ask him to, that I give you back my life anew. And when you do say, I'm not going to go about your business and I don't care what happens. So Lord, because I know you are with me. You are rather your staff that comfort me in the presence of my enemies. You pour oil on me. Nothing can my enemies touch or hurt me because I know you are my father and my God. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to lose your place in eternal life in Christ. So if you've not been hearing from, the, from your Lord and Savior, the way you were hearing when you repented, today is the time for you to do what? To repent. Today is the day of repentance and going back to the cross to hand over that life. And once you come out from the cross in his presence, in your room, that's what we mean, take on the cross of Christ and begin to preach the gospel in season, out of season. It doesn't matter because you've stood up for Jesus. He will stand up for you. And nothing can by any means hurt or touch you. That's an assurance. So we're going to sing a song to the Lord Most High. 
Yes, because I didn't love Musai. That's if you don't have joy hearing songs of praise, if you don't sing songs of praise and make merry each day, that's a problem. But when you do what we have asked you today to do, which is repent and go back to the Lord, you are going to begin to enjoy everything that we are talking about. So, we're going to begin to sing the song now. It's on the screen behind me. From the ends of the earth. From the ends of the earth. From the depths of the sea. From the depths of the sea. From the heights of the heavens. Your name be praised, O God. From the hearts of the weak. From the lips of the strong. All the people of the world will raise you, Lord. We raise you, Lord, and praise you. ages, yeah, we be crowned with praises, Lord Most High, exalted in every nation, sovereign of all creation, Lord Most High, be magnified. Praise the Lord. It's all on the screen. Um, behind me and um, there are more of the stanzas but they, you get it from the ends of the earth praise the Lord the depths of the sea the heights of the heavens everybody's praised God's name will always be praised because he's Lord most high there is no other name given under heaven by which you can be saved said through his son Jesus and you have known him but if you have not known him today is the opportunity to accept him as Lord and Savior and then you begin to sing Lord Most High from the depths of the sea, wherever he's been praised. Whether you praise him or not, everyone else is praising him. All the elements are praising him because he's Lord Most High. So repent today and accept Christ as Lord and Savior. And begin to study the Bible. And as you worship him in your closet, he is going to give you instructions of what you are going to do. Don't start listening to anybody. Just read your Bible. But if you have believed and you have been laboring in vain, today's broadcast is for you. Today is for you to repent. And the joy of your salvation will be restored. And when it happens this time, please don't go back into the world. Don't be afraid to speak of him who has died for you. Stand up for Jesus. Don't be afraid. Stand up for him in a world that is so wicked and evil. Stand up for Jesus in your churches and denominations because many of the people you think are Christians there yeah, are not. Even some of your church leaders are not. Stand up for Jesus wherever you are. And if you go to a church and the message is not about the cross and him crucified who died for you, if it's about the world and things in the world, run from the place and call them to order. Those who are around you and say, no, this is not the gospel of Christ. Stand up for Jesus. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank and bless you. Give you all the praise and honor. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. 
Thank you for the message of the kingdom, which continues to come through this pulpit, through this ministry. Bless the hearers, Lord. Bless them, Lord, that they will become full of understanding. Any eyes closed shall be opened. Any ears closed shall be opened. Any hearts that have not been receptive to the gospel of Christ will be opened. And your way will be their way, Lord. Your command will be for their obedience. They put their devourer for their sex, Lord. That the enemy will not come to steal that which they have had today. Presenting the alternative that if they, they lose it, they start preaching the gospel. When you and I know, Lord, and the enemy knows, Father, that it is not true. But they don't know yet. Some of your children in bondage don't know. Open their eyes, Lord, that they will become the soldiers of your son Jesus. Marching as a war. Singing praises to the Most High. Thank you, Father God, for everything. Blessings, glory, and honor all yours, Lord. I could shout, I could sing, I could shout, I could sing. But Lord, you know everything. And you know why my heart is so joyful. I'm going to be till the end of the day. It's only by your grace. And I pray that all who have had this message today will have such joyful hearts too. And be singing praises to you in season and out of season. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all the hearers. Father, manifest your power your children, wherever they are, whenever this gospel is preached, whenever this message is preached, Lord, manifest your power. Let there be healings, let there be deliverances, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed.